Mm-hmm. We're at it again, and we're on location. Yeah, which just kind of feels good, right? Yeah, you know, get to stretch the legs a little bit, get out and see the world. Yeah, <laughs> be right, in a place right. I've never been in before. <laughs> right? Oh, you've never. Oh, so I've been yeah. here. So you guys, we are actually sitting in one buck, and mm-hmm. we had the opportunity to interview Marquise Watts, who has an amazing story um, of resilience. But what I find really interesting, and I hope people understand, because sometimes you get a little bummed out because your player doesn't do what you want. Mm. And they're human beings, and they worked really hard to get there. From college players, only 1.5% of those players make it to the NFL. Such a small number. So the fact that they're stepping on the field in the uniform is almost a miracle and a testament to how good they are at what they do. Yeah. There's incredible amounts of pressure to be an athlete. Of course, you have your own expectations. So there's the rise. There's the wonderful times that celebrate. Mm-hmm. There's the times that you don't do right. But dang, we're humans, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so today, you guys are going to meet Marquise. Um, he's an amazing young man with a beautiful young family. Yeah. And he's living right here in Tampa Bay and part of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we really wish him the best. Enjoy meeting Marquise. Absolutely. It's that time again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're on location. We kind of shut that down for a minute, getting right. ready for this move to this new building, this right. production facility <laughs> that fun. I get all excited about. <laughs> um, but we are at, mm-hmm. if you live in Tampa, I don't know what it's called, but it's one buck to me. Right, one buck. <laughs> Home of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> how long have you? How long have you been a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan? Uh, well, I've lived in Tampa for about twenty-five years, so yeah, yeah about that. So long. you remember Most when it life, was yeah. over next to International Mall? Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yep, yep. So we've been. <laughs> now it's this beautiful facility, and we are here, and I'm really excited mm-hmm. uh, to meet someone new to our town, new right. to our team. Marquise Watts, welcome to Stick a Fork in It. Thank you for having me. We're so thrilled to be here. Thank you for getting us out of the house. Yeah, stretching the legs. <laughs> <laughs> right. Getting cooped up. <laughs> so we're really excited to have you, uh, A, join the team um, and come to our town or towns, if you will. Um, you know, we want to get to know you personally just a little bit better, just to start off with. Where are you originally from? Lancaster, South Carolina. South Carolina. Where is Lancaster in relation to? So you have your mountains, you mm-hmm. have the middle, and you have your shoreline. I always tell people, I've been telling people about six months since I've been here. Yeah. South Carolina at the top has like one flat plane and another flat plane, but there's like this little point where it drops off. Uh-huh. We're literally that little point. That You're goes, in the little drop off. Yeah. Right. In, yeah. I, I got you. Yeah. You're right in a little bit of the drop right, off. Yeah. Right in that little. If you were to compare it to the ocean where it drops off and then yeah. goes right there. Right okay. There. I know exactly where you're talking about. Um, what was it like growing up in Lancaster? I don't know. Like when I was <laughs> like as I uh, growing up, I always had older people tell me there's nothing here. Like there's nothing to do here. But I always enjoyed myself. Like mm. the entire time I was I was born and raised in Lancaster, I enjoyed every bit of it. And when I moved out and I look back now, I'm like, what did I find myself? Like, what did I find? <laughs> what did I find to do? Like, yeah. there was nothing. I, I don't know. There I don't know. You much. were a good kid. Yeah, tried like I, wonder, just climbing trees. Yeah, I was a country kid. I mean, right? So I was just thinking, like, um, there wasn't too much to do, but it was just a nice, clean, and quiet area. It just mm-hmm. wasn't just people. That's all it was. Yeah. yeah. And doing things with your friends and yeah. as you grew up. Um, Tell us about some of those memories in that community. So you were there all the way through high school, from birth to high school. You didn't move out. Yeah. Uh, what were the fun things that you did with your friends or with your family? Gosh. Um, starting out, I mean, Clinton, I remember my first friend. It was 
got two at the same time, Liam Love and Maurice Kirkland. Those guys, man, I, they made my, like, kindergarten, first, second, third year. They made okay. elementary school fun. Mm-hmm. So those are, like, my best friends. So I remember from middle school, elementary school, middle school, I got in trouble in middle school. Middle school, I was bad. Middle school, I, was I think bad. we're all bad in middle school. Yeah, either what, either I, that or it scarred us. So there's a bad know, vibe in middle school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what got into me around that time, man. It was ridiculous. But, Where are you uh, feeling yourself coming from a mother's perspective? Yeah, just all those. so you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, middle school, high school, I just enjoyed every bit of it. Mm. Um, are those two friends still your best friends from elementary school? Oh, no, no. They're not my best friend. I don't think I have any best I have one best friend. Mm. Right. Um, but are you still friends in communication Oh, yeah. We're still them? good. Yeah. Good That's friends awesome. Yeah. I love that. I didn't have that as a kid. So I made sure my boys, yeah. I had three boys. Yeah. I made sure they had est- the opportunity to establish those kind of friendships. Mm. Yeah. And uh, they're still friends with them today. Oh, yeah. You know, life changes that you just... I kind of get it when you said, oh, they're not my best friends because life changes and takes you down a different path, but you still yeah. connect with them, right? Oh, yeah, of course. So going back to that, tell us about your family. I got two now. Okay, right. Yeah, I got my own. Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll get there. Wait for it. We're back. Okay. We're, yeah. we're in Lancaster right now. Right okay, now. we're in Lancaster. Okay. Um, older brother, older sister, okay. younger brother, younger sister. So I'm right in the center of everything. Okay. Um, so you're the true middle. Yeah, really, like, oh, balanced. That kind of uh, explains middle school a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, everybody's just doing their own thing. They're on their own places. But the crazy enough thing, when I made the team, I knew my sister lived in Florida. I didn't know where, um, but she always moved around. Mm-hmm. And once I made the team, I told my family. She was like, you know, I'm like 10 minutes away from you, right? No way. I was like, what? Where was she? She lives right across the bridge over there in Clearwater. Oh, cool. Right across the bridge. Yeah. I had no That's idea. Nice. And I was like, this is so here. crazy. Yeah, I was like, this, oh man, I don't believe now, in Tell me why she moves around so much. Different jobs. So she works in the Army or Reserve Okay, police. gotcha. So, yeah, so she That explains moving. it all. Yeah, <laughs> moving all the time. Right? So back when you were a kid, and um, do you have a memory around the table? You know, Feeding Tampa Bay, we're all about mm-hmm. food. Um, I think all of us at different ages have different moments that impact us. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those are, you know, gathering. Right? Mm-hmm. Got anything you can think about from Lancaster days? Hmm. Man, uh, Lancaster, we always, for Thanksgiving and every time we had like an event, we always went to my grandmother's house mm-hmm. and we'd go there. But all the grown folks would go there to meet each other and to eat. I always went there to play and race with mm-hmm. my cousins. <laughs> right. My <sister> <laughs> to have yeah. fun. Always outside. And they'll tell us, come in and eat. And I eat and I'll be right back out the door. <laughs> right. So it was more about doing what they said for, as far as the yeah. food goes. Yeah. What is your what was your favorite food that they could get you to eat real quick before you ran out the door? Probably a chicken leg or macaroni, turkey leg. Macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. That's, oh, is, yeah. It, is it still as, a gr- as grown or is that your favorite still too? Oh, I love it. Love <laughs> was it was like a grandma's own recipe kind of thing or like uh It depends. Yeah, I've seen yeah. some people that throw down and yeah. you want to expect them to, but <laughs> there's no there is a wrong way, but there's not like a certain right way That's to do funny. macaroni and cheese. Yeah, but are you a purist? Do you like like lobster thrown in your mac and cheese mm. or uh, ham or things? Or do you just um, like it, the good cheese? Just just cheese. Yeah. Cheese. A lot yeah. of cheese. Yeah. <laughs> but you're either one way or the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Lots of yummy, yummy cheese. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so younger, we're going to get into your love for what you do. Mm-hmm. But um, did you have a big influence growing up? Was there somebody you looked up to that you were like, wow? Um, I didn't have any. Like, no. I just, I was kind of weird about it because <laughs> I was like, why does everybody look up to somebody? Like, I don't ever look up to anybody. Like, that's weird. <laughs> and um, as I got older, I just, 
I've always been one of those people that if I like something about you, mm-hmm. I won't idolize you as a character, but I was just like, okay, that'll benefit me as a person. I'll mm-hmm. just take that trait. Right. Yeah. Or gotcha. Mimic, or mimic good things that'll benefit me. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. So you just really absorb the good of the people that you meet. Yes. That's very cool. Yeah. Okay. That's a that's a beautiful approach. <laughs> so you play football. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. You've been doing it a minute. Long. So when did that but start? I say long, but we have vets on the team that's been playing for like... F- 13 years. So, <laughs> Yeah, but for your life, <laughs> right. was it in a league ball? Like, how was it for the YMCA? How did you get on a football field? How was that your sport of choice? I literally was, I don't know how I ended up at a football game. We was having a, um, I think it was graduation or something that my sister accomplished in high school. But we ended up at a homecoming football game. Mm-hmm. And this is when I was like fifth grade, sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And our home team, they were in a tight game, very close game. And they ended up losing and com- coming short. Um, in the fourth quarter, and I was just watching the game. I was like, bro, I want to help. Like, mm. it made me upset. Like, let me just, like, what are yeah. you doing? Like, I want to get out there and do something. Right. And I was like, I want to play football. Like, I know I can do better. I can do, I can do, I can do this, do that. Mm. And um, my the earliest I could, because I asked my PE teacher and stuff in middle school, they said, you can start playing at se- in seventh grade. And I was in sixth grade. Mm. Um, seventh grade came around. I broke my arm, mm. like, a few, like, a week or two before school started. Uh. And, um... So I couldn't I couldn't play seventh grade. I had to wait all into eighth grade year. Um, and then I played eighth grade and I never took it back. Went for played for AR Record Middle School under Coach Blackman. Mm-hmm. So remember his name. <laughs> well, and it sounds like you may have had it. So tell us a little bit about that coach. Was he someone who you drew some of those traits from oh, to yeah. help mold you? Yeah, so that would be really an influence. Everybody for you. from that staff, like um, I enjoyed them all. Like it wasn't. I've never had a bad coach, that person that like I don't want to be around. I never disliked a coach. It was always, always. I was fortunate enough to have good coaches with good mindsets and good positivity, and coaches that are just willing to see their players proceed for it. Mm-hmm. Are you the type of person just from listening to you? Do you look for the good in people? Um, not that I really search for it. I'm just no. But I'm, if you, we meet, you know, you kind of. If you I meet somebody, listen. I'm not saying start <laughs> oh, yeah, but, no, you're you're, fine. but like <laughs> yeah. you meet somebody new or whatever, or you're you have to engage with them. You try yeah. to find the good first. Yeah, I just I listen. Yeah. I just listen. Just um, a person's going to tell you who they are, and they listen when they speak and how they carry themselves. So I'm just sitting. I'm going to be myself, relax. I'm respect. I always respect everybody, and um, I mean, it's just who you are, who you are. If you are a person that I don't like, or I feel like I can't absorb anything from, probably right. going to find myself away from you. Right. Yeah. Right. So this is middle school ball when you started. That was when you were off the chain in middle school. But was oh, yeah. it, what, did football help you realign? Was it the focus of that, the influence from teammates, your coaches? Mm. I think I got tired of getting in trouble. Sixth grade, was <laughs> it was fun, but I kept getting myself in so much trouble sixth grade. And it wasn't like I was doing incredibly bad things. I was just having too much fun. Mm. Right. Mm. And um, constantly laughing and stuff like that. Seventh grade came around. I started to clean up a little bit. And um, eighth grade came around. I think I was just I was just good. It was just ready. Thing to do. Got yeah. out of your system. Kind of yeah, thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Football helped a lot too. Yeah, yeah. Um, was there any other sport you were interested in or played before that? Played basketball, track, mm-hmm. wrestling. Pretty good. Very okay, athletic. and that's through middle school and high school. Um, yeah, eighth grade I started track and did wrestling as well. So, did you do that for con- to keep yourself in shape, or because you just liked them all? You love being involved in the sport, the the different sports, and what um, that brought to you. My middle school eighth grade um, coach Elder, my mm-hmm. basketball coach, um, mm-hmm. he was just a good guy. He was a good dude, and um, 
some of my teammates just asked me, told me, like, just come out. Like, you'll be fine. Just come out. Mm. And um, I went out there and I played, and I learned a lot of good things from Coach Elder and my teammates at the time. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times, like, sports, like, do you kind of instill, uh, I don't know, a sense of, like, discipline and teamwork and stuff, like, outside mm. of the sports, you know? Like, you can learn a lot of that kind of stuff from from coaches and from from teammates and stuff like that. And it's true. Yeah. That's very much true. Yeah. Yeah. My boys were were different the how they looked at it one because he loved every sport there wasn't mm. a sport he didn't love and the other one was to stay in condition for football oh yeah like he would do the different things to make sure that he was just staying healthy and in condition i think a few of his friends did that so he was influenced um do you have any reflection on what were exciting moments for you do you have an exciting moment that stands out as a young athlete what mm. i'm trying to to talk about and build here is is i think there's a drive mm -hmm. to end up where we are today and so many young kids have that. So mm -hmm. for when you and you were in the middle school, high school era, era, were there games that you reflect on and go, dang, that was good? <laughs> or that was a lesson learned? Um, in high school, what drove me was like, I wanted to be the first. Like It always irritated me. People had idols and they like idolized people. Mm -hmm. and I couldn't stand that. Like I, As I got older, I realized how much um, I dislike people having idols. Mm -hmm. Just because the people that you idolize, they can do, you can do the same thing. I mean, in certain cases. Um, right. But you can do what you are idolizing a person for doing. You can do that. And people just belittle themselves so much. And it irritated me being in Lancaster. People just believe that nobody comes from Lancaster. Like, as soon as you do make something in yourself, you need to get out and run. Like, go, never come back. And I'm like, that is why there's nobody in Lancaster. That's why everything's failing. If everybody right. just makes something to themselves and sprint off and leave, and it's like, forget that place. Then you have a place that is ever losing everything that ever came from it. And you have um, people that just don't believe in themselves. And I just had so much rage and I had enthusiasm and belief that I'm going to make it to the NFL. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to prove, like, I'm going to prove that you can be from where I'm from and you can start from nowhere and you can get to where you want to go and you don't have to idolize anybody else. You can do it on your own. Do it on your own. Will you go back to Lancaster? Do you? Yes, I plan on going back and helping the football team. That's what I'm doing during the offseason. Mm -hmm. Nice. You go back to your hometown. That's yeah. beautiful. So you get into high school, mm -hmm. and uh, you're pretty good there. Pretty good. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a few awards, a few mentions. Mm -hmm. What were those awards? I'm going to let you talk about them. I have no idea. Seriously? <laughs> Google yourself, friend. No clue. I remember like... Um, it's an athlete, something as far as an athlete goes. Then it was a coach's award, which means mm. you you had a ton of them, and then senior year hit you. Yeah, and they got a bunch of offers out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I literally was, as the stuff was happening, um, I didn't really learn football at, at that time yet. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what the awards meant. I would literally just show up to school. I'm like, you saw it? And one of my team, I remember Desmond... Desmond Stowers, he told me. I walked in. I was walking down the hallway. He was like, you know you want to even play the year. And I was like, okay. I was like, uh, really? Yeah. I was like, I don't. Really? That's awesome. He was like, that's big. And I was like, okay. I don't, he laughed. I was like, I don't even know what this is. I don't know what it is. And I ended up just getting plaques for a bunch of stuff. And I always appreciated it. It was always sure. fun. Um, like too much, a lot of stuff. Though. I was like, I don't even this is, this is good, right? I was like, this is good. This is good. And I start winning stuff, and I was like, this is good. Well, that's beautiful humility, right? Yeah. Somebody rose you right. <laughs> um, so then senior year, you're going along, you're winning all these awards, and then mm. something happens um, that kind of – how many colleges were looking at you before? I had already had my mindset on going to USC. 
And okay. I talked to USC and I went to Kentucky and they told me that I just needed to play five games. Just, I think it was two. They said play two games the way you've been practicing and mm-hmm. playing during the offseason and like how you've been performing. Just play two games mm-hmm. and perform and we're off of you. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to USC. Because <laughs> the first game we were playing, we were playing Buford. And um, I think it was Buford, Indiana, one of the two. Um, I was excited. I was like, I was so confident. I was like, I've been training, I've been working. I know nobody can block me. Mm-hmm. And I went down the field on kickoff, first play of the season, literally the first kickoff of the season, and I tore my ACL. And it wasn't even like a collision. I literally was just juking left or right, and oh. I just blew out my entire knee. Because oh, your foot caught. Yep. New turf, new cleats. Wow. How'd that feel? <laughs> it literally popped, and I just felt my entire leg disappear. Oh, my and God. And I was like... <laughs> was it never... painful, though? My son, That happened to my son, too. It, it just goes numb. Ball. Oh, wow. Yeah, he didn't hurt, and he couldn't figure out, like, why can't I stand on my leg? And wow. It's so Then strange. I get the call, it's come so, down to the field, yeah. and that's a bad thing yeah. for a parent, by it the way. Is. Oh, it when is. When they call you down to the mm, field, yeah. probably at any level, any age, mm. it's nerve-wracking. So... That's a tough recover. That's a tough recovery for a lot mm. of people. You know, my son did that in high school, and he blew it out three times, and one one time in college. So mm. it just never became what it was supposed to be. It did never went back. Some people mm. say that injury, their knees better, mm. but how long was it for recovery for you? Um, it takes a long time. People say like you can get back in nine months, but you won't be back in nine mm. months. You that's just how won't. he tore it. Mm. They told um, him, "Oh, you can go back," and he didn't do things right, and he did it again. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you can't. You they say nine months, and nine months. Yeah, you can be medically cleared to do everything, mm-hmm. and you can do it. But as soon as you get done doing it, you're going to be down again Oof. for like a week. Mm-hmm. And the scar tissue lasts. I want to say for like a year, a year and a half before you ever get back to. Like which knee did I hurt again? Mm. You it'd be a year and a half before you do that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's 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 a very intense injury. Um, so I know even with that injury though, you had a handful of colleges that were still yeah. interested and want um, you to come. Question: Was it academic and athleticism uh, that that folks were looking at you, or was it? It, no, it was purely athletic. Uh, no, I was still I was a knucklehead. <laughs> gotcha. No. But I did all my classwork. I did what I was supposed to do. Mm. Um, but I did slightly, I did average in school. Okay. I don't think I did anything spectacular in my opinion. Okay. Okay. Um, but if honestly, if I just shut up and sat down and start having so much fun in class, <laughs> I would have been fine. I don't know. I, I, I tend to forgive. I mean, you only live once. You're in, you know, those yeah. times only last a short time. And you're so. young. Kids, I don't that's regret it. turned out fine. I had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> good times are important. Mm-hmm. Um, so who was your biggest fan back then when you were in high school? Gosh, my biggest fan? Mm-hmm. I had to put them all on the same level. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a best friend in high school. I had two best friends in high school. I had, like, five best friends in high school. Let's <laughs> <laughs> um, keep I've never been one of those people... Who has a story that nobody believed in him, and he came from nothing. And um, you had a lot of people, the people that just like doubt me. I, I've always had people believe in me. That's amazing. Always. So all those people, they were equally supportive, equally supportive. Mm-hmm. All right. So all these high schoolers that dream of going to college and continuing playing ball, they've done mm-hmm. it from a little kid. You finally you <clears> sign <throat> with. Am I right? This was your dream college. That's where you wanted to go. Yes. It, it was, and it was in your state. No, this was in North Carolina. It was just like 30 minutes Oh, okay, away. okay. It was like 45 minutes away. Nowadays, traffic like 55. <laughs> yeah, but, it's um, like that everywhere. But it was right up the road. And I was thinking, I was so close to committing to Wofford. 
I wanted to go to Wofford so bad. I was like, I want to go to Wofford. But everybody said it's hard academically. Like, you're going to be playing football, but you're going to be really focused on school. Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't want that. I didn't want to be struggling, trying to find time to do class and football. And then I was in high school mm-hmm. thinking about that. Um, and then people were like, go to App State. And App State was nice. But I was like, I don't want to get snowed in on a mountain. <laughs> like, yeah. snow is just. Mm-hmm. Locally, have you met Charlie Belcher yet? Uh, uh, he's he's one of the reporters locally. I'm sure mm. you'll run into him. He is an App State like diehard. <laughs> like his second home is up there. They go to wow. every game. He wears the striped overalls. Oh that man! Are the two. <laughs> no, I just they no. got some serious fans. It's pretty. There. They do. They got nothing else when that snow happens. That's <laughs> you stuck that explains there. it all. You stuck yeah. whatever they, they whatever's build, up there that you have. The you're gonna be up there. You're gonna enjoy whatever you got. Right. <laughs> so, so tell us about the joy of. Uh, being able to continue college up, I mean, I'm sorry, football into college. It was a dream come true. Like when I was getting those offers, it was unreal. I remember the first day I got an offer, it was from, it was from Wofford. Mm-hmm. I got an offer and I was like, yo, I got a freaking offer. <laughs> and then he was like, in my, I was in a ride to, I think it was Wake Forest. And I was just, I wasn't on an official visit or anything like that. I was just there visiting with, um, it was an unofficial visit. Mm-hmm. So I was there and I was on the way there and I got a phone call from Wofford and they, were, they offered me. And I was like, yo, this is like, my coach is in the passenger, like he's driving mm-hmm. and I'm trying not to smile hard. Like I'm trying not to smirk. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> somebody wants me. And then he has the phone back, talks to the coach a little bit. He's like, all right, coach, I'm going to get off the phone. I got somebody calling quick, calls again. And then another call and it was another offer. Mm-hmm. And it was, I got like four offers wow. that day in the car wow. driving there. And I was like, yo, like this is crazy. <laughs> got back to the facility the next, like not the next morning, but went back to next to school the next morning. Mm-hmm. And then I got like eight offers back to back. Like they were all calling at the same time. And I was just blown away. I'm like, dude, I'm trying to post. I'm trying to post this stuff. And I ended up spelling one of the college names wrong on Twitter. <laughs> Embarrassed myself. <laughs> Embarrassed Uh-oh. myself, and I was like, man. But after I told my ACL, a lot of them went ghosts. Mm. Like I, yeah. I had like eleven, I think, offers. So all those offers were on the front end before the injury. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And then, but then uh, some hung in there. Yeah, didn't you? Um, a lot of them went ghosts, but um, I think I just went to Charlotte on an official visit, and I was it was like a day or so before I committed to Wofford, and I was about to commit to Wofford. I had already prayed about it, talked to God about it, and my family. Um, I was like, I was sure I was making a good decision. And Coach Skalaski for Charlotte Football walked in, special teams coordinator at the time. He walked in. He was like, I know I'm late. I know you're about to commit. Um, but is it too late to try one more time? And I was like, yeah, I don't care. And I was like, try it. And um, invited to an official visit that weekend. I went up there to Charlotte, and I just fell in love. Like, it felt like home. It was the first time I'd been somewhere for the first time, mm-hmm. and it felt like home. Like, I don't want to leave. <laughs> Usually, I have to go somewhere else. This is nice. Like, when can we go back home? But... <laughs> Charlotte was the first and only place I've been to, and I was like, "This feels right." And I committed. That was your weekend. prayers being answered, telling Amen. you what, telling you what you were supposed to be Amen. doing, right? Yes, I and mean, then, yeah, it was it, everything worked out so perfect. Yeah, yeah, and you did real well there. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Do you remember those? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> those awards and recognitions. Um. Yeah, I, I got older and I started recognizing um, some things. But total no. <laughs> well, well, then you know you're getting closer to your end goal. So I think maybe mm. your realization of of those accolades or being recognized or something oh, yeah. are just kind of it's yeah. like stacking up a resume. I would imagine. Yeah, well, I, I don't was, know. Okay, if I win this, I can get that. I was like, okay, I can win this. Mm. Let's do this. Gotcha. This, 
But I think the main goal that I set for myself, I just want to keep every year I wanted to lead on conference. Mm-hmm. I just want to lead the conference. Freshman year, I didn't really think about it because I was just trying. That year, my goal was not the red shirt. And um, sophomore year, play with Alex Hosmith at the time. I'm trying to beat him. No chance in the world I beat him that year. Um, <laughs> he went crazy. But a follow-up, I was like two positions behind him for that conference. And then junior year, battled again. I think that was COVID year. Um, it hurt my ankle. So there was a lot of different stuff that went on through college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so now it's, it's I'm going to swerve. Hmm. Favorite class in college? <laughs> it was this geology class I had. Um, it was a lab. Yeah. And we just did. We just did study on rocks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was extremely too long. It was like <laughs> two and a half hours, three hours. Like, it's like, how, how can you look at rocks for three <laughs> hours? Okay, yeah, it's that's just what I was class. like, okay, look, I enjoy this, but come on, man. Like three hours, like for hour anything, and a half a lab. Good. Yeah, yeah. That's why it happened once a week. And I was just like, yeah, I'm good. Just I can do that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it was a lab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How was the culture at school? Did you have like outside of football? Did you have activities that you did with friends? Uh, did Charlotte, you- I think it's the best program um, in North Carolina, mm. just beauty, the way everything's set up. People try to debate you, but ca- the campus, the environment, it's just there. Um, it feels like when you don't have to leave campus, you know, like, I'm not trying to slander any other college, but like <laughs> NC State, for example, when you go mm-hmm. there, you're driving through a town, you got a class on this side, you got to try to go over here, and it's just the campus not together. Charlotte, you're together. Mm. Gotcha. The streets you take. Um, the ways to class, the buses, everything's together, and you're mm-hmm. in one area. Mm-hmm. So it's just the environment there was fun. Outside of class, there was many clubs. They Now they have a UREC they built, I think it was my junior year, built a UREC right in the center of campus. So it was so many things to do. Right, and keep you right there and safe for the oh, most yeah. part. Yes. Yep. Um, so your college football career went amazing. Just a little bit. <laughs> favorite game, favorite game that you that whatever <sighs> happened in that game that's your favorite that pops in your so mind first. Up until senior year, it was a North Texas game my sophomore year. Um, very close game. We were down by touchdown. I think we were, we were down by touchdown, and we scored. Like I'm talking about like a minute, minute or something change, and on the score we scored, kicked it. Um, we kicked in the ball, and their offense, their, their North Texas at the time, they had a wide receiver that was going crazy. The quarterback was throwing bombs down the field. Mm-hmm. And we knew for sure they were going to get down the field. Coming. They mm-hmm. was like talent. They had talent <laughs> on that team. And um, the quarterback, literally, he was getting in the pocket, and he was just throwing the ball up. He was throwing it downfield. Guy was catching it. And he was working his way downfield. He, we kicked it back. He was like, in the uh, 20-yard line. Mm-hmm. I think it was less. We might have shut him out before, and he even got out the end zone with the ball, really. And he's just working his way down the field, working his way down the field, and he comes on last play. Um, we know if he catch like, it's going to – it's a Hail Mary. Mm-hmm. And um, But this guy, like, they've been doing that the entire game. So it's <laughs> like, okay, this is a real possibility that my, this guy might actually get it. And um, last play of the game, I got a sack, like a strip sack. Hmm. Last play at the end of the game. <laughs> Everybody stormed the field. Right. That yeah, was the end. It, you, put him, made, you put him down. It <laughs> <laughs> was so long ago, but I think it was a playoff game. Like, that qualified oh, wow. us for the playoffs. Wow. That's amazing. Everybody stormed the field. Yeah. It was fun. I was like, yo, this is like the biggest moment I've ever had in my life. That is like a natural high. Have you ever hit that before in playing yeah, football? Yeah. Then senior year came around, mm-hmm. and um, I'm, I'm not sure if it was the last game. I think it was. It's the last game. Um, unfortunately, we weren't going to the playoffs. We weren't going to a bowl game. And the last game, I got a pick. It was in the red zone. 
and um, close game as well. And it was a trick play. Everybody full flow away. Um, and I'm about to chase the quarterback. The quarterback's running with the ball. And I see this huge tackle. Like, this dude just stops running, starts running the other way. I know big people. Big people don't run for no reason. <laughs> Not on the football field. No reason at all. So this guy, this guy, I'm looking at this dude. I'm like, where are you going? Okay. The ball's going this way. I'm like, the ball's going this way. So, um I literally looked this dude. I start running after him. I'm like, okay, I'm going where he's going. And as soon as I look back, quarterback's looking back at him, <laughs> throwing the ball in the air. And I one-handed, like, picked it wow. off in the air. Wow. Ran down the field. Oh, my nice. gosh. It was, <laughs> it was the best one. I was like, yo, That's I was right. foresight, man. It yeah. was hilarious. Yeah. Right. It was hilarious. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. I'm so I'm so glad that you had – that your journey is, mm-hmm. is really so interesting and filled with success and – you know, amazing feelings, amazing stories to tell. But then football, uh, college is starting to end, and you're starting to look into the NFL. Explain what that is like. Like, what there are steps to go from college to the NFL. What is that like? There's so much. Like, there's, like, people think about the big things, like the draft and you go to training. There's a lot of time before you start playing football again, a very long amount of time. And if you didn't go to a bowl game, it's a bit longer. So okay. you have like December, January, February, March, April, May, June. You got then you got to the summer. So okay. it's a very long time. And for somebody that's not like I went, I was undrafted. So as soon as college ended, everything went quiet. The staff that I was with unfortunately got released. So everybody, it was like a clean, clear house. Wow. So it wasn't like I had too much of the resources there because mm-hmm. um, everything was just ghosts. And everything just went ghost. I had my daughter during that break. Um, got a job. Unfortunately, at the time, I did have to drop out of college because um, my stipend, like the stipend we have mm-hmm. for everything, my car broke down. And I was like, dude, like, I can either go to class, um, try to finish college, mm-hmm. but I'll be risking being homeless. And I have my daughter and stuff like that. And I was like, I don't want that. Like, I still want to be here and train. Mm-hmm. So I had to make like, the hardest decision I think I've made that year. Um, and it was to drop out and just start working and training, find out a way to train, just so mm-hmm. I have some security about my daughter mm-hmm. and my fiance at the time. And I had to drop out. I dropped out of college. I started working. And I was working from sometimes 6 in the morning to about um, 5. Like what were you doing? 5, 6, 7 o'clock. Moving company. Okay. Really hard. Really hard job. That's hard Moving work. company is hard. And... Um, so as soon as I got out of there, I'd be exhausted all the time, but I would still have to find a way to train. Mm-hmm. So, and my fiance, she's Brazilian, loves to work out, mm-hmm. loves to work out. I'll get home, I'll be so tired. She would just get up. Went, we gotta go, go to the gym, like get up. <laughs> oh, Drag into the gym, like, oh my God. So <laughs> we was going to the gym and then once I get going, I go. So I would spend like four hours just in there training. And that is not an, like, that's not an exaggeration at all. I would spend so much time in there. Um, and I would just spend there until like nine, ten o'clock, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. after that, we back at home. Probably shouldn't went to sleep, but <laughs> probably either watching movies, playing the game, just spending time with my girl, and that was it. And that was that. So that was my that was my life, just trying to make ends meet, right? Um, and budgeting up until made the team. So let's pause for football for a minute. Let mm-hmm. let's let you brag. You bragged a little bit about your your who's your fiance at the time mm-hmm. and your daughter. Tell us about him. Oh my god, I love them. Mm-hmm. My girls, I love my girls. Yeah. I love them. Um, my daughter, she's beautiful. She just turned four months about a week ago, so she's four oh. months in a week. Um, my fiance's doing great. She's living life. Um, she doesn't have to work right now. I'm just making sure like she can just be a mother and just raise mm-hmm. my daughter and mm-hmm. on her enjoy herself. I make sure she enjoys everything. I'm literally, 
I got off the phone with her earlier as soon as I leave here. I'm going straight there. <laughs> when I leave the facility here, I go straight go home. home. Go to see the my girls. daughter. Go see, yeah, my girls. I come mm-hmm. home with yep. my girls. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And she's your inspiration. That's her job. Is she helps helps keep you inspired, helps yes. support you. She's, that's your your backbone. Yeah. It's your family. It is. So you, so the draft, you did, you weren't drafted. Then mm-hmm. there's like another step, right? So then there's a step for undrafted players. Mm-hmm. What which is, is what, which? I don't understand how this works. What is that like? Taking steps in the dark. <laughs> that is really? undrafted. Yeah. So you're drafted, or you have potential to be drafted. You have good draft stock. Mm-hmm. You're being hunted. Mm-hmm. Comes down to just doing your job and allowing the chips to fall where you want them to fall, trying mm-hmm. to manipulate those and end up where you want to end up, or just trying to end up on the team. Period. Because mm-hmm. coaches, like recruiters and scouts, they're going to be wanting you. Mm-hmm. If you're undrafted, you're hunting. You're trying to get right. you, your agents pressing. Like, I need to get you in this room. I need to get you in this tryout. And it goes from college, like you being that man, or you think you have a shot, and then it goes from you nobody, like you haven't done anything in the league. I made all my accomplishments in college, and as soon as college ended, it was gone. Mm. And here I was again. And my, fortunately enough, um, the head coach at that Coached me at Lancaster, mm-hmm. had a friend, and um, that good friend of his was an agent. I, I wanted to sit down with him and just ask questions and learn mm-hmm. what I need to do, like who I need to get in contact with. Mm-hmm. He ended up signing me, and he got me a tryout at the Jets, and then the, the weekend after a tryout here, mm-hmm. and I bought out at the Jets, did a great job, and it was like, um, had a full room, maybe got the first round draft pick there, and they had some guys that had been on the team already. Mm-hmm. So they were good, and they were like, but we want to see you like you have the talent and the ability to play on the next level. You have the talent to play here. Um, and they, I told him about that. I was going to a trial at the bucks the weekend, the next weekend of, and he was like, okay, I know a guy down there. I'm just going to call him and put in a good word for you just to keep some eyes on you. Like I'm not going to, he told me the co- coach told me straightforward. He was like, I'm not going to pull any chips for you. I'm not going to try to get you in. Right. He was like, you just go down there and you did what you did here. And, Maybe something to fall from that. Mm-hmm. And I went down here and did exactly the same thing, better, if anything. Um, and it just chips fell where it needed to be. And God bless me with an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you had to fight for it. Oh, yeah, it was tough. Um, it was really tough. Like, even trying to get my car and, like, I had to pay for parking and stuff like that. It was just tough. Like, um, because, one, I was missing days for work. And if I didn't get signed to the team, I still have to go back and I still have to mm-hmm. try to make bills and stuff yeah. like that. So mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm like, oh my God. So a lot of pressure. It was tough, yeah. A lot of pressure. What was that timeline? Was it six months? Like, what is that between oh college gosh. ending? Um, you're, you, you don't play. Or you, actually, you had to leave college. Yeah, so you don't like, really play football until the next summer. So as soon as football ends December or January, whenever it ends, you don't play again for months. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a very long time. And as for pay-wise, you don't get paid up until – you don't get significantly paid mm-hmm. um, until the season starts. Right. So all that time is training, training, training. And if you're undrafted free agent, um, if you have a good agent, mm-hmm. they supply you with enough funds to handle what you need to handle, like your bills and stuff, so you can just focus on football. But if you're not – like if you're not somebody that had a ton of draft stock mm-hmm. and value to your name, then you wasn't really exposed to any of that um, – those privileges and stuff like that. 
That's a, I find it so interesting. I didn't yeah, know that. That's why I was really looking forward to talking to you for a number of reasons, mm-hmm. but to, to help describe that journey because mm-hmm. because it's a, it's tough. There's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably put a ton of pressure on yourself. Some things you, that nothing you could do about. It. You just have to work hard and mm-hmm. and and keep really at fight. it. And I I just think that's brilliant. And uh, mm-hmm. that's I was really we're really excited to be here and talking <laughs> to you about it. So you. Are aligning with Feeding Tampa Bay. Is there a reason why you chose Feeding Tampa Bay? Um, yes. One of the reasons. Well, it wasn't. It takes. It goes back further than that. Mm-hmm. When I was okay. in Charlotte and I was battling, I used to get so frustrated because I always believe in good people deserve good things, mm-hmm. and because being a good person in today's society is hard enough job alone. Because you have to be a good person because you want to be a good person, and people will give you so many reasons. So many reasons why you should be a bad person. People, life, work, everything. And I had so many reasons to probably, like become a bad person, become an angry person. And I swore that I wouldn't change. I prayed to God and I told him I would swear, like, no matter how hard life got, I would not change from being a good person mm-hmm. and trying to get money from bad ways. And I swore when I got into a position or if I had the opportunity to get in position to help change, I would. And then if I made it to the NFL, that I would help God people. God's people, and mm-hmm. I would find a way to help others in my situation that was stressing and just trying to do the right thing, good people. Mm-hmm. And I got here, and I was just trying to make the team. And yeah. I was just battling and trying to make the team. I finally made the team in about two weeks. This was like game three, game two. One of those, um, I think it was game three. And I sat there, and I was like, I've been so selfish. Like, I felt guilty. I haven't been a man of my word because I told God when I got here, I was going to be helping God's people. And then since I've been here, I've just been enjoying myself. I've been mm-hmm. enjoying being a part of the NFL team. It's okay. It was hard work <laughs> getting here. It's okay. He so, forgave you. It's, thank, I, yes. I'm sure of it. Um, and I was like, and I text Duke, one of our uh, personnel here, and text him. I was like, I feel guilty. I need to do something now. Like community service, just show me where to show up. Mm-hmm. And he texts, uh, he got in contact with Natalia. Natalia hooked me up. And it was like, yo, it's crazy because we're going to feed in Tampa. Um, mm-hmm. This Friday, and I showed up to Feed in Tampa. Mm-hmm. And since I was there, and while I was here, I wasn't doing anything like group led or anything like that. But when I seen people that needed money or whatever, I would have conversations with them. There was multiple guys that I've had conversations with here that were homeless or just like on bad luck's end. Mm-hmm. And um, I had, while I was there feeding people, um, I literally like three of those people walked in. And I knew them, and they knew me, and it was like, you play for the Bucks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I play for the Bucks. Yes, and he I was do. like, and it made their day, and like, it was just an honor to have those people. Um, just a, it was an honor to help those people and to serve them, because you're not you don't used to people serving. You're used to people looking down on them. And no matter how much I accomplished in life, we're still the same people. Right, we're equal. equal. We're all human beings, right? Yes. Did you ever experience food insecurity in that time you were struggling so much working for the moving <clears throat> company? Oh yeah, what um, food insecurity? I would say no. But I was I knew if anything happened to that job, two weeks I would be in so much trouble. Mm. Yeah. So much trouble. And I'm an old fashioned guy. I believe that I have roles. I'm a male, I have roles. So um I just wanted to provide and make sure I provided. And mm-hmm. it was so hard. It mm-hmm. was so hard. I'm talking about the darkest days I've had. Um I just seen the true colors of the world and how selfish people can be and mm-hmm. what they're willing to do so they don't go through the same thing. But I believe that there's right ways and there's wrong ways, and it's not worth having if you're going to get it the wrong way. Um, so that that was the closest thing I've gotten to food insecurity, but 
that really hurt me at the time. And or the threat of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> the, the threat, threat of, it. of food just, insecurity. It's, I was walking the fine line. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. right. So we are thrilled to have you in Tampa. We are thrilled to have you part of Feeding Tampa Bay, too. Um, I know how much it's appreciated when we do our distributions. And, you know, there are, through Tampa Bay Buccaneer history, Mm -hmm. there are good games, and, of course, there are the big games. But Mm -hmm. all of the in-between, for me, from being involved with them for 25 years, is the athletes that care. We've Mm. always had so many wonderful athletes involved with this uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers organization that have really made an impact and changed lives in the community. And to me, trust me, (laughs) I've lived through two Super Bowls and I was really happy about (laughs) it, but I loved it because of that and the organization and what they stand for. So thank you. We're thrilled to have you. Now, where is your favorite place? Where are you going to put roots down around here? I have not decided. I actually, as soon as the season ends, I'm probably going to leave. Mm. Back to Lancaster? No. No. <laughs> no not going back there. But um, um, I want to travel. Mm. Okay. Yeah. As soon as I uh, – I've never, I've never been a huge travel person. I've been like, I want to travel. I'm like, I'm happy where I'm at. <laughs> right. And good. now your eyes are open a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, I can travel. I want to do it in – it's just like I've seen some things like here in Tampa, just like driving around, like seeing that crossing the bridge for the first time mm-hmm. was unreal. I'm like, yeah. this is pretty. And I went, um, I think it's Skywalk Ridge. Uh, mm-hmm. Skyway. Skyway. Yeah. Skyway. Skyway. That's what it is. Skyway. Yeah. Um, when I went across that and I was like, oh, I do want to travel. There's things out there like that mm-hmm. are magnificent and large and. Yeah, I, I go over that bridge and I have a mad anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> like, right, yeah. Just you know. Yeah. Just, yeah, that's a lot of concrete up there. It has a little history over there. Um, but <laughs> yeah, like, our area is beautiful. Mm, but there is. are many beautiful places all over the world. Yes, it is. Even in just the United States alone. I say all over the world because I still don't have a stamp on my passport <laughs> yeah. and I'm ready to travel. Yeah. Yeah. Um so you know, it's we thank you for your time. It's time for us to close out the show. Anytime mm-hmm. you want to come back, you let us know and you can mm-hmm. come back. Um, we've even had kids on the, mm-hmm. on the show oh, yeah. us before, the so, <laughs> oh, you know, in any time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really all about food. It's about mm-hmm. having access to food. Um, you know, when you're struggling and you're trying to make ends meet, mm-hmm. you need food to sustain you so you can go and you can make it to that job so you can That's support true. your family and your children. Uh, building stability is what we're all about. And part of that um, is having that food, is having that time, peace, and support around a table, around a meal. Mm-hmm. It can be with family, friends, all those memories. It's kind of like when I asked you, you went right to your grandmother. Yeah. Um, and it really wasn't about the food. That's okay. It was about your cousins and playing. Mm-hmm. But if you were to throw your own party, table of four, mm-hmm. what are the, who are the three people you'd invite around that table? <sighs> I just honestly I just want my daughter and my fiance. Just, uh-huh. That's it. You want a good family? <laughs> I, I didn't, it didn't hit me until like a about two or three months ago, and I was just thinking, and I was like, what do you want to do for Thanksgiving? And it hit me. I was like, dude, I'm going to go. I'm thinking, like, my first thought is go back home and see my family. I'm like, mm-hmm. I have my own family. Aww. I was like, I can do my own thing. Like, you we're going to have our own Christmas. We're going to have, yeah. I was like, it's crazy. It's okay. Because always went from growing up in one, and now I have my own. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a big shift. So I just want to be with at a table with my daughter. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. So celebrating your beautiful family, your new mm-hmm. family, the one that is yours, what would you want? What are y'all eating? It's What's gonna your be favorite so food? So strange. 
I think it's going to be more desserts than it's going to be actual food. That's a good call. That's yeah. okay. I, 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 need, I just told them I had popcorn yeah. and ice cream for dinner last night, so I'm okay with it's it. Right I need crowd. wings. We're going to get wings, okay. macaroni and cheese, mm-hmm. and I'm good. But um, <laughs> other than that... And that's okay. What, that's, that's what about your need, wife? Yeah. Would she add something to the table? Mm. Wings, mac and cheese. Maybe she'd add a salad. No, oh, she salad. loves like chipotle and stuff like that. So she's gonna want beans, rice. Okay. Oh, nice. Um, like the healthy stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, so we do a, want a balanced meal on this table, yeah, so it's good. a good it's thing delicious. you've got your girl. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, my daughter, baby food. Yeah, like, she's I, not ready. Yet. So like some blended she's, turkey, some she's really dependent yeah. on it. Well, thank you, thank you for your time. You're a thank busy you. man. I'm so glad that your prayers continue to be answered. Amen. Um, and I'm really, really thrilled for you. It's been a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for joining us pleasure at the table. Time. Thank you for having me. You can learn more about Feeding Tampa Bay and how to join the movement at feedingtampabay.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok at Feeding Tampa Bay. <laughs>